Today I did something unthinkable. I ran free BSD as my only operating system all day long. And here's the crazy thing. It didn't suck half as much as I expected it to. This is the Lunduke Journal of Technology podcast for February 24th, the year of our Lord, 2023. I have made fun of FreeBSD since the dawn of civilized time. <laughs> since, we ha- since we had tablets, the stone kind, I've been making fun of FreeBSD, not from a technological perspective, just the way their community is organized and some of the really goofy things they've done, like outlawing virtual hugs and the like, because they keep doing those sorts of things that are worth a little bit of mockery and ridicule. But here's the thing. Underneath that layer of mockery, ridicule, and and general ribbing that I give to FreeBSD, I've always had a respect for the technological and technical prowess that they've exhibited. Because FreeBSD is a really impressive system. It may not be for everyone. It may not be my or your cup of tea, but it's still a quite excellent system. And today I really gave it a go. I thought I'm going to just, I'm going to wake up I'm going to install FreeBSD. I'm going to put it in a virtual machine. I'm going to try installing it on raw hardware. I'm going to really just immerse myself in the FreeBSD side of things and really just kick those tires and see what it would be like. See how how hard would it be to get up and running and get set up in a way where I could do all of my job in FreeBSD. And the results were mixed as you, as you would expect. But it wasn't half as bad as I thought it would be. Here's how this went. So earlier in this week, early, several days back, I was running OpenBSD. And as time went on, as the days progressed, OpenBSD was becoming increasingly functional for me. I was getting more used to it. There were definitely problems that I was encountering, particularly with sound. Sound really seems to be an Achilles heel for BSDs, uh, all of them that I've tried so far. And I've had some difficulty with Wi-Fi as well. Again, not terribly surprising. I've I've also had a lot of difficulty with Wi-Fi under Haiku, and Haiku utilizes... Wi-Fi drivers from the worlds of FreeBSD and, to a lesser extent, OpenBSD, which means that if I'm having problems with Haiku Wi-Fi drivers, I'm probably going to have problems with free and OpenBSD Wi-Fi drivers. And lo and behold, ta-da, I do. So that's not so much an issue with, you know, the system being poorly designed as it is that it just doesn't have good support for the hardware that I happen to have at that moment. And I I have to be willing to look past that because if you love an operating system and you're saying to yourself, this is the operating system I want to run, then you'll take that extra step or two to make sure that you have hardware that is fully supported by that OS. If you run, if you want to run Mac OS, you don't go out and buy a, a Hewlett Packard desktop. 
right? You you go out and you buy an Apple Macintosh to run Mac OS. If you want, right? You know what I'm saying here. You don't buy an Amiga 1200 to run Windows 11. You pick the op, you pick the hardware to support the operating system you want. So I'm kind of making do here. So when I sat down to say, okay, OpenBSD, I had a good time with it. Let's put that off to the side. Now let's turn all of my attention to FreeBSD. I wanted to give it the best fair shake I could. So I read several tutorials on how to get it set up under a variety of different virtual machines, which meant I ended up installing it under uh, QEMU and under VirtualBox. Um, which actually worked fairly well on, under both, uh, as well as on native hardware on a Microsoft Surface Go uh, little little netbook, which worked actually actually fairly well. I wasn't expecting it to work as well as it did. Um, it wasn't perfect. Uh, Wi-Fi did not work. Um, sound worked but not with any of the USB microphones or breakout boxes and the like that that I wanted to have work with it. So I couldn't record, say, this podcast under FreeBSD on the Surface Go. And I couldn't use Wi-Fi to go out and, and do some stuff, but I could have a fully installed system on there w- with some work. And the performance was actually pretty decent. So I decided to try out a number of different desktop environments with FreeBSD in in both virtual machines uh, and and elsewhere. In fact, really, realistically, though, most of my time was spent in virtual machines because in order to really kick the tires with this, I needed Internet access. Right. I mean, I, I, I could I could download and install quite a lot from like nice big ISOs and whatnot. But if I really wanted to go to town on FreeBSD, I needed internet access. So uh, putting the Surface Go off to the side for a minute, which, by the way, is is kind of fun that you could do have a Microsoft Surface Go running FreeBSD. That's that's fun. That's just a fun thing. Under the virtual machines, though, I don't have to worry about Wi-Fi because, you know, I'm I'm in a VM, but I have internet access. And the performance was decent, except under GNOME. So on, on FreeBSD, under both QEMU and VirtualBox, on an extremely powerful machine, performance under the different desktop environments varied wildly. Um, XFCE was extremely performant. It was snappy. It was it was just what I would expect it to be. It was it was similar to the performance that I I achieve on a Linux machine in a similar environment, right? A similar virtual machine under any random Linux distribution and XFCE it ran about the same as virtual uh, under as under FreeBSB. It was great. I threw on KDE and KDE was sluggish, but usable. It, but it was sluggish. Right, I, I followed the instructions on the FreeBSD wiki to get uh, KDE up and running. It worked, no problems, but really, really sluggish. Um, usable, but sluggish. I, I don't, even, I don't even know a better word to describe it. It was, everything was just a little bit pokey and a little bit laggy. Usable though, it was definitely usable. Then I tried GNOME, like current GNOME, GNOME Shell, right? It was so 
it was terribly slow. It was just, it was unusably slow. It was not, it was not enjoyable to use in the slightest. So I, I ditched all that and went right back to X, XFCE. It was, it worked, it worked pretty nicely. Installing all the various applications I wanted to use, again, worked, worked flawlessly. You know, once you're used to working in one Unix-alike environment, making the switch to another Unix-alike environment is really not that challenging. You know, making the move from Linux to any of a number of different BSDs, yes, there are some differences in paths. Yes, there's some differences in the default tools, package manager port systems, everything. There's a few things you'll have to learn. But I mean, come on. If you can master, you know, HPUX or Solaris or or uh, or Linux or any of these different systems, you know, you can make the move over to BSD. And it, it, it's nothing more than a, you know, a couple hours of going, oh, so that's how you do that. So here I am with, with FreeBSD and I've still got it running in a virtual machine in front of me right now. And... I can't see why I would continue to use it, but because the only reason is because the hardware support I have under Linux, uh, any, any of a variety of Linux distributions is so much better and I don't get any huge benefit from using these, this specific version of BSD, right? That's, but if, if, if that were changed, if FreeBSD suddenly got all those drivers that, you know, I, that I need for the different pieces of hardware I have, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it would be a toss up. It, it's, it's a decent system. It, it, it's well designed. It's very nerdy. It feels old school. You remember back when you were installing Linux in like the late 90s and early 2000s, how, you know, most of the time you're going through these ANSI ASCII menu systems, and <laughs> these nice text user interface for, interfaces for the installer, and it just, it felt very, and it would ask you questions during the installer about your host names and, you know, your, your network settings, and it was very much a nerd's machine. It was like, it was, it was a nerd's operating system meant to be connected as an internet node, right? That's what it was. And that's how free BSD is still. And I kind of like that. I, I mean, it, it knows its audience. It, it, feel, it feels like FreeBSD isn't trying to be something it's not. It's not trying to be, it's not trying to be Mac OS. It's not trying to be Windows 11. It's not trying to be Linux even. It's kind of just decided, hey, you know what our audience is, is Unix and BSD nerds who don't want to be talked down to, who don't want their hands to be held through any process. And, and that's fine. They have, there are some niceties in FreeBSD over, say, OpenBSD and NetBSD and the like. So getting things up and running is a little bit, a little bit more handheld than on those other BSDs. But not so much as under, say, Ubuntu, you know, or, 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 or even OpenSUSE for that matter. This is very much a nerd system. And I, I appreciate that. 
I do. I really appreciate that. Again, I have a hard time figuring out why I would use this over Linux, though. It's funny because I don't have the same issue with OpenBSD. And hear hear me out on this. This is this is kind of my thought process. So the differences between say OpenBSD and Linux and modern Linux are very stark. Yes, there are some distinct similarities. They both have that that common Unix-ish POSIX-E heritage, right? And a lot of the software that you can get on one, you can get on the other. Prepackaged and ready to go. And that's great. But OpenBSD, it doesn't hold your hand. It is a super nerdy system. And it is it is very true to the BSD-ness of it all. I mean, it it is a system from the 90s. You, It feels like a system from the 90s. And I like that. Now, FreeBSD feels mostly like a system from the 90s with sprinklings of modern modernity throughout. And I see why they did that. They tried to make things a little bit easier here and there. But overall, it's still a system firmly rooted in the past. And, and, and not that far in the past, and in a past that I delight in, right? And I, I praise OpenBSD for. But because FreeBSD kind of almost straddles the line, it makes me wonder, well, if I really want to go a little bit more old school BSD, why would I use FreeBSD when I could go to OpenBSD? Or NetBSD. Why, why, why would I not make that change? And if I want something a little more modern, why would I... Why, I would probably just move over to Linux. Right? Something that supports more modern hardware, um, you know, has, you know, more hand-holding and more gooiness. I'd move over to Linux. FreeBSD sits in the middle somewhere, but kind of an arbitrary middle. And I... I I don't, I don't fault it for that, but I also don't understand it. I don't understand the need for it at that point. So here I am. Uh, in FreeBSD, it is, it is interesting. Now, FreeBSD is the basis for Hello System. Hello System is that Mac-alike system, and it sits on top of FreeBSD with a lot of extra tools and whatnot. And I understand the goal of Hello System a little bit better. It makes more sense to me. It's really trying to take FreeBSD and polish off all of those old BSD-ness quirks of it entirely and turn it into a fully graphical Mac-alike system. And I understand that. I appreciate that. It's not really for me. But I, I appreciate what they're trying to do. I really do. It, it makes sense. There is an audience for that. But FreeBSD itself, huh? I, I tried to think through what scenario I would opt to use FreeBSD. And I couldn't think of one. I think if I were to build out, say, a server that I, I, for one reason or another, wanted a BSD powering, 
and it, Linux Linux just wasn't going to work. I wanted a BSD system for this server. I think I would go with OpenBSD or one of the other variations out there. But I I I don't think I'd go FreeBSD. Not that FreeBSD would be a bad choice. I just don't think it's a choice I would make. If I wanted a desktop on my, a desktop graphical operating system for my laptops and my server, my, 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 not my servers, but my workstations, I don't think I'd go FreeBSD either. I'd probably go Linux if I wanted a, a Unix-alike system in that regard. And if I didn't, if I wanted a system that was more BSDE, more back towards those Unixy roots, Again, I'd probably go either OpenBSD, maybe Ghost, GhostBSD, but I don't, I don't think I'd go with FreeBSD. I don't think that's the choice I would make. And then, what if I had uh, uh, some embedded devices, some small gadgetry that I wanted an extremely lightweight BSD for? Well, in that scenario. I'd probably be going with NetBSD because that darn thing is not only lightweight, but it's been ported to just about every platform out there. I mean, Linux gets ported around a lot, but NetBSD looks at Linux Linux getting ported and says, says, hold my beer, and then goes nuts with it. So I'd probably go NetBSD for that, even though I've had some terrible luck getting NetBSD to work. But I, you know, I, I, I'd assume I could if I really put some elbow grease into it. So I, I'd probably go NetBSD. I couldn't come up with the scenario where FreeBSD made sense for me. That said, again, impressed. It did. It is a functional system. I, I. I, I got to give it props. I did not have any difficulties getting it installed. Uh, I rather enjoyed the overly nerdy text user interface, ANSI ASCII style of the installer. Um, it was very, it brought me back. And it gave me flashbacks to installing, you know, Red Hat in the late 90s. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, once I got it up and running, if I stuck with a desktop environment that had decent performance under it, the performance was good. The stability was good. I, I was able to, other than for sound work, I was able to get my work done. I was able, I wasn't able to record my shows, but I was able to get some writing done. Web browsing was fine. Uh, the performance with, you know, all the applications I ran was, was fine, I'm not that demanding of a user, though, right? I I don't do... My gaming is mostly done under emulators (laughs) of older systems. I really... While I like having a good, beefy, performant rig, outside of the occasional video streaming that I do, and and that's only, you know, once in a while, you know. I've got some coming up in the next month, but those are just, you know... One or two days of spending work in, in video editors and, and video compositors and OBS and the like, and I'm I'm done for the month. Then I'm back to my audio editing tools like Audacity and Ardour and whatnot, and otherwise just you know text editors, a terminal, and and a web browser. That's that's and GIMP, and 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 for all that stuff, FreeBSD was great. So FreeBSD is not bad. 
it doesn't suck half as much as I thought, and they no longer have outlawed the virtual hugs. After I made fun of them relentlessly for like a year or two, they rescinded that that weird rule where you couldn't say you couldn't send you couldn't send an animated gif of a hug to someone. <laughs> they they got rid of that rule. <laughs> so uh, can I recommend free BSD to people? Yeah, you know what. I recommend giving it a try. It's not for me. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it off to the side. I don't. I don't envision me giving it another try anytime soon, because I can't see the scenario where I need it. But it's kind of a decent system. It's not bad. And and like I've said before, clearly the people building it know what they're doing. Because it works pretty darn well. And the people who do use it for some serious, quote, mission critical situations do it with a great deal of success. And you can't sneeze at that. You can't sneeze at that. All right. All right. So now now that I've got this free BSD thing out of my system, because I realized since we're doing two full weeks of BSD week, if I finished all two weeks without having even tried free BSD... I was never going to hear the end of it <laughs> with how much I've joshed and, and poked at free BSD over the years. I had to give it a try and it really wasn't that bad. You know, it wasn't that bad, but that said, I'm putting it off to the side and I'm going to go with ghost next. I'm going to try ghost over the weekend and really see how it goes. Uh, but before I do that, I'm going to come back and I'm going to finish up some articles that I've been working on because I've got some history pieces and whatnot. Because, man, the BSD history and the world of BSD and the different BSD flavors, it's pretty doggone interesting. I, it is so much more interesting than I gave it credit for. I, I fully admit, I while I was I was excited to go into BSD week, I had no idea the the adventurous history and storyline that was in store for me. It it truly is an interesting and fascinating system with a really cool history and some really funky people involved with it. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. All right, everybody, go forth. Install weird BSD systems on whatever systems you've got. Have a great time with it. Do something crazy nerdy with those machines. And with that, I do declare, end podcast. <laughs>